Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. What's poppin'? We were not here last week. We had a lot going on. If you guys are on Instagram, you already know the tea. If you're not, I'm sorry. Get (laughs) on it (laughs) so you can find out. Some really cool stuff going on last week, but we are back and you guys are getting two episodes this week. Thank you for your patience. And I'm really excited to get into this case for sure. Period. Um. Also, I just want everybody to remember Kayla's pregnant and Kristen don't really write cases like that. So I just need y'all to be patient because we have normal lives that we live. Yeah, she doesn't write cases, period. Yes, unless, I do. Unless it's one of the cases she has decided to bless us with. Mm-hmm. And she's only done that, like, what? Twice. Three twice. times. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. not my story. Okay, we are on a time crunch today, so we need to get started. Sister, are you ready? Yes, let's get into it. In 2014, a 19-year-old girl and her mother went on vacation to Bali in an attempt to mend their broken relationship. You may be familiar with this case, but I doubt you've heard as many details about it as we're going to discuss today. So join us as we discuss Heather Mack, a teenager who lied, stole, and murdered to get what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know we hate bad kids. Hate is a strong word. We can't say bad kids. Right, because we used to be little baby-ish. Everyone had their moments. Mm-hmm. So Heather Mack was born in 1995 in Chicago, Illinois. Sister, what do you have for us this week in regards to Black history? Hey, y'all. So, you know, lately I have not been doing the whole setting of the day and here's how this era is going to go based off the case. I've just been doing my own thing. Let me know if you like that or if you want me to get back to creating a setting for when the case is going on. But today, you know, all the stuff that we've been hearing in the news about people's banks not having their money or blah, 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 blah. So I want to go look up to see who owned the actual first black bank. And the first black bank was owned by Reverend William Washington Brown, who was actually a former slave and a former Union Army Army officer from Georgia. He founded the first black bank. And it was called True Reformers Bank, and he founded it on March 2nd, 1888. It's a long time ago. Yes, the name of the bank was inspired by the Grand Fountain United Order of True Reformers, which is a black fraternity that he established as well. The reason why he did it is because, one, they were having problems trying to establish a local branch. That fraternity was having problems establishing a local branch in Virginia. So they wanted to store their money somewhere safe where white people could not get their hands on it because of what was going on with them trying to establish a local branch in Virginia. Okay. So they end up creating their own, their own black bank. And it's not the only one, y'all. Since then, we have a whole bunch of black banks. Um, for those that are in Dallas, one of them is called Oakleaf. 
Christian Federal Credit Union, period. And there's many more around the state. So let's give it up to all of our Black-owned banks. Yes, I love that, sister. Thank Thank you so much for that quick trip down history lane. Period. So Heather, born in Chicago, Illinois, her parents, Sheila Von Wise, and her father, famed jazz musician and composer named James Mack, doted on their daughter. So she was their only child that they ever had together. And James was pretty well off. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, he made good music and it was really paying off for him. Okay, James. James, that's James, period. Sweet James. And then this is their cute little family. Aw, okay, mm-hmm. James with the white woman. She's beautiful, I met. Yeah, Sheila does look really pretty right there. A little bit about Sheila. Sheila was born June 10th, 1952 in Minnesota. She had a brother and a sister and both of her parents in her life. And her father was actually a World War II veteran. Dang. Mm-hmm. Saved, helped save a bunch of people from Adolf. Fuck him. Oh, yeah, that was World War II. He used his first name. I was like, who? So Sheila lived in New York and Chicago from, I'm sorry, and Michigan for most of her life. Sheila was known for her love of reading as a child, and eventually she'd grow up to go to college and major in political science, business, and social work. Okay, sis. It's giving I want to help the world. Mm -hmm. She was on her P's and Q's. And she eventually worked with politicians like Ted Kennedy, who is one of the Kennedys. Ted was cute. Oh, he was. And she would eventually work with Jackie O. And Jackie O, I think, was what? JFK's wife? Yeah, sis. Yeah. These are big hitters. Yeah, Sheila was kind of a big deal. She was a socialite and had a lot of connections. And this only grew when she decided to relocate to Chicago. Okay, Sheila. In the 80s. and Chicago in the 80s. Crack baby. Okay. Is that a song? No. I just kind of put two different things together. Okay. So Chicago in the 80s. That's when Sheila decides to go there, and that's where she meets James. She was at, like, a party, and they just happened upon each other and fell in love. Okay, sis. I love that she had her own thing going on before she met James. Yes. She was an incredibly smart woman. Like, she was into opera. She was into old wine and books because she loved to read. Mm -hmm. She was also into Asian literature. Mm. So, yeah, she was was intriguing, to say the least. A woman of culture. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Not ours, but... <laughs> She's at least interested in learning about some. And her and James were 22 years apart. She got herself a seasoned man. A very seasoned man. A salt and pepper mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And the difference didn't seem to bother them so much. I think maybe because Sheila was more of an old soul. Mm-hmm. They both liked music. Um, Sheila was a part of a group that would actually help underprivileged youth access like more um music what's this like music stuff <laughs> sure let's just say music music classes music opportunities they put on shows stuff like that so things of the arts yeah okay so with heather and her parents doing really really well with money so they're living in a really nice house it's Actually kind of like a mansion. Mm. Her parents took her on lavish vacations and trips. So she had more stamps on her passport probably than most people at just 10 years old. Okay. But things would drastically change when Heather's father, who she was incredibly close to, was diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh, no. Yeah. 
And this diagnosis came after when in 2001, they were on a vacation. They were supposed to go on a cruise. And unfortunately, James ended up hurting his foot. And because he hurt his foot, it broke into like a staph infection. Yeah. From then on, he had like health issues and he was actually confined to a wheelchair after that trip. Dang, James, you were two seconds away from losing your life. Literally over a foot injury. But he did end up suing the cruise ship company and he would eventually win. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. But not before he died, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, we'll get to it. So after the colon cancer diagnosis, their family decided, hey, like we're going to take a trip. We still love to do this together. Let's spend the time that we have as best as we can. They're at the hotel waiting. They don't even get on the ship yet. And James collapsed in their hotel room. And died. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Yes. And according to an autopsy, he died from a blood clot in his lung. So with the trip being long to get over there from here to Greece, it's a pretty long trip. Mm -hmm. They think that the trip actually contributed to him dying because sitting all that time and, you know, blood clot formed Mm -hmm. and got to his lung and it was sayonara. I believe it. It was really sad. And both Sheila and Heather were there to witness his death. Oh, rest in peace, James. I also found that the mother and daughter continued their vacation after James keeled over in front of them. And his body's just sitting in a Greek morgue until they're ready to go home. Well, to be fair, they knew (laughs) that he would most likely or he could have died on that trip. That's why they were like, let's just go. This is what we love to do. And like, let's just make the best of it. So they were already in Greece. What you want to do? Fly back home? I don't know. I think it's like, damn, the light of our life at this point, the man that makes this world go round for us, is dead. (laughs) And we're going on a cruise to Greek islands for at least five to seven days. Like, hey, people grieve in their own ways, but that was a little iffy for me. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit detached. Mm -hmm. And a little something that was interesting is that five days after amending his will... They went on this Greece trip. So James changed his will to make Heather the beneficiary of everything. And then they go on this trip and lo and behold, he dies. And Heather's the baby girl. Yeah. Heather's like 10 at this point. No, she's, I'm sorry, at least 11. Okay. Because I think this happened in 2006. So yeah, she's still young, but aware of what's going on. But it's not like she could have did anything to make her father die. Like, she can't even inherit that money now. So right. why would she have her hand to play? Maybe, I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair statement, especially talking about an 11-year-old girl. So the sudden loss of her best friend devastated and changed Heather forever. To cope with her loss, Heather essentially went crazy. Oh, yeah. Her relationship with her mother completely went downhill and turned into something even abusive. Yeah. Almost behalf. Oh, we're going to get to it. According to court documents, the police were constantly called to the family home. One incident happened in 2011 when Heather bit her mother on the arm during an argument. She was admitted to a psychiatric hospital after she hit her mother in November of 2012. And according to Sheila's sister, he- yeah, Sheila's sister, Heather had pushed Sheila one time so hard that she fell and broke her arm. Oh. Okay. Sheila, the mother. Yeah, I know. At that point, we would have got hands put on us. 
I mean, before that Way point. before. The cops aren't getting called to our home because of a kidding? domestic violence situation between my mother and me. And definitely not by her. Cops no. aren't getting called by her. No. <laughs> We'd be calling before <laughs> anything. Chabu, that's the stuff I don't understand. I would have got hands put on me first. Imagine being afraid of your child, Kristen. Absolutely not. I'm like, did she even try to whoop her? And I know that certain people don't do that. No, she didn't. But dang, did you even try to see what her response would be? Right, because people respond to different disciplinary actions. Differently. Different ways, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, something may have worked for Heather that Sheila just never tried. Mm -hmm. And And Sheila took the brunt of it. Oh, yeah. Sheila got her ass whooped. Sad. As a mother. By your own kid. Lord help her. And any other mother that's going through that because we see it. Oh, yeah. And it sucks. Even by, like, when little kids hit their mom and they're playing around. Oh, Mm -hmm. I got a backhand Mm -hmm. at the age of two or three years old. Yes. And they be rearing them hands back, too, like they can't hurt. them good. So Heather was put on probation in 2012, and her own probation officer claimed that Heather was out of control. And the officer was afraid Heather genuinely wanted to kill her mother. Oh, wow. This is in 2012 when she's, like, what, 16? (laughs) That is not okay. And, like, she's 16, which means she can kill her mom if she wanted to. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, she could have done it at 11 if that was what she really wanted to do. I wonder what, like, turned her hatred towards her mom. Maybe because they kept having that cruise after her daddy died and she was looking at her mom like are you serious and maybe that stirred up some anger maybe she never really liked her mom she was always a daddy's girl Mm -hmm. so remember the well i hadn't even said this part yet i'm gonna say it right now so i'll just come back to that in total there were 86 calls to the police from that house between 2004 and 2013 stemming from heather and sheila's tumultuous relationship so what, the dad didn't die until, like, 2006, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And they were having issues as early Before as 2003, then. 2004. So. And you're calling She's, dad? like, eight years old. <laughs> James. What, what is James, James What were you doing? James, James lost, lost his foot. foot. Remember, James lost. He was in a wheelchair from 2001 to the time he died. Yeah, he couldn't be so he, popping no, no booties or nothing. He probably wasn't being the biggest disciplinary. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that that's the only way to discipline a kid. Like Kayla said, there's different ways to have a child respond. Mm -hmm. I responded via getting my ass whooped. She did. Um, I think it did wonders for me. (laughs) (laughs) Heather's family on her mother's side described her as a master manipulator. It always had been. Even as a little girl, she used to manipulate her parents into essentially doing whatever she wanted. So when you spoil a kid from the moment they pop out the cage... And they've probably heard no twice in their whole life. Like, you're going to have a monster. I'm sorry. And it's a girl? Are you kidding me? We operate in the realm of manipulation. (laughs) It's in our blood. You know, that's the way we influence. Yep. In connection to the violence that took place in that house, Heather would be charged with domestic battery. She was charged with fraud because she used to steal her mother's credit cards and use them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and was supposed to be taking medication for that. But I don't think she was. Of course not. She had really bad anger issues and was getting mental health treatment for that as well. So it just seems like she was a ticking time bomb. Like she's just her behaviors escalating on the violent side. 
She doesn't want any help. She doesn't want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, she's already a teenager. This is a recipe for disaster. I was going to say, it sounds like a teenage girl, but like magnified. Yeah. Because her parents have money and resources. She's never been told no. Like she's on 10. Mm -hmm. She definitely is. And she only gets worse. It got so bad that on July 3rd, 2014, Sheila emailed a friend saying, quote, Heather told me today that she would kill me and then others she hates before killing herself if I try to get her admitted to a psych ward. She is truly out of her mind. I am worried. I, I am more worried than ever. Okay. So at least this stuff is being documented. Yes. Yes. Sheila has a circle of people that she trusts, her mm-hmm. brother, her sister. She has some friends and she's been talking to them about the hell she's been through with Heather. Yeah. Imagine being in a house with a kid that's your kid that came out to your coochie cat, but you don't even trust them. Yeah. You got to lock your door at night. Oh, yeah. That's where Sheila was. Wow. And to add to the hatred Heather had for her mother, Heather had started hanging out with this 21-year-old named Tommy Schaefer. So Tommy grew up in a single-parent household in the same city as Heather in Chicago, but in a very different way. Tommy didn't grow up with much and strive to be a rapper to reach his goal of becoming rich beyond belief. Tommy cute. Okay. Well, (laughs) Tommy was young and so dumb, poor Mm -hmm. thing. He thought rap was going to get him to... Kayla, who doesn't go through a rap? I'm rapper type of vibe. Kristen, did you go through one? Yeah. Recently. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we've all gone through that moment where we're like, oh, the creativity in me can get me somewhere. Yeah. So I ain't mad at Tommy. Yeah, me neither. He was young. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. You know, where he grew up, he probably only saw successful black people as rappers. Mm-hmm. So in the music industry somehow. Yeah. So during his pursuit of a successful rap career, he was performing at a party that Heather happened to be at. And according to witnesses, the moment they saw each other, there was an immediate attraction. Ooh, I love young love. I just don't like her. I know. No, we don't like her. And I actually read that they became, they had sex like the night that they met, which is pretty gross to say. But at this point, I think they're 18. Okay. She's at least 18. I think he's like 20. Heather looks dangerous. Like she's pretty. She's mixed. She has long hair. She's disturbed. <laughs> you know, and then she meets this cute little rapper who is just adorable. Yeah. And she's ready to FS up. Thank you for saying that, Kristen, because that is something that will kind of come into play later. Just the level of manipulation that she had over this person and other people in her lives. I'm glad you're reading her for Phil early. <laughs> Tommy grew up with a close knit group of friends, but they decided to distance themselves from him because he became a habitual liar. Mm-mm. Not good. They couldn't trust a thing he said because he embellished things so much. Well, that's a lot. That's rappers. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of rappers. That's a lot of nickels. <laughs> but, yeah. So when Sheila's seeing straight through Tommy and feeling like he was a bad influence on Heather, she tried to keep the couple away from each other. Of course. Sheila, but you have no land, no, no, no leg. Yeah. To stand on. Sheila, no. she doesn't respect you. Heather's whooping your ass. She's putting her hands on you with no fear of the law or your retaliate, retaliation. So, so what are we what's really it doing? Yeah. I don't know. Sheila even moved to like another side of town to 
create more distance between Tommy and Heather, but that didn't work. Heather just stole Sheila's credit card and went and stayed in a five-star hotel and had her man over there with her. So I just don't understand. Poor Sheila. She's just clueless at this point. Sheila needed a black grandmama or somebody to just walk up in there and be like, uh-uh. Yeah. And you know, she needed a Medea. And the fact that Sheila was working so hard to separate them, I think, was doing her a huge disservice. If anything, she should have been a little bit more welcoming toward Tommy because from what I can see from my research, Heather was kind of replacing her dad, like the place that he had in her heart, with Tommy because Tommy was into music heavily. Her dad was into music. She's into music. You know, so I think she just saw things in her father and Tommy. And with Sheila pushing that away, Heather just saw it as her experiencing another loss yeah. you know and she wasn't gonna let that shit happen oh lord mm-hmm. but i mean hindsight is twenty twenty. sheila probably was thought she was doing all that she could do yeah. to be a good mom yeah that's why i don't put it past her some people just don't she was never a mother before she didn't really know what she was doing and some people make different decisions and despite how badly heather treated sheila sheila seemed to really love her daughter and wanted to do anything she could to save their relationship so she decided to book them a two-week trip to a beautiful resort in Bali so they could travel and spend some time together. Girl. Yeah. It's kind of hard to relate to this story. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been whooping your ass. The police have been called. I'm on probation. I have charges. I've been to juvie because she went to juvie at 16. I've stolen my, your and, credit card. Absolutely, yes. And in response... I want to take you on a trip and show you how much I love you and spend bands and bands on in you. Bali that you in don't Bali. deserve. No. Oof. Yeah. To each their own, right? <laughs> I don't know, sis. It's got me messed up. Yeah, I'm confused about Sheila's tactics, but it is what it is. Do you need someone to fight your daughter? Okay. Because Heather's my age. I guess don't fight her. Kayla, you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so Heather was down with this trip 100%, of course. It's fucking Bali. And it seemed like her motives were pure, but they really were not. Heather decided behind her mother's back that she was going to invite Tommy to Bali and not only invite him, but pay for his flight, his room, everything. With Sheila's money. <laughs> like, are you even looking at your credit cards, Sheila? I mean, when you have that much money, sometimes things don't, you know, register to you like that. Yes, but with a child who's done it before, like, have you I just know. given up? Are you tired? Right. She's probably tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Chris, I look so tired. I'm tired of thinking about Heather doing all Already. these things to her mom. I know. And it, it doesn't get any better, chat. Oh, and by the way, the flight to Bali from Chicago was... $12,000 alone. Because it's giving she let him fly like first class or something. Kayla, $12,000 for a flight round trip? Yes. Yes, it's first class at I, least. I don't know if it's round trip, bitch. I didn't look into that, but I just saw If it's not, going, I'm shocked. It has yeah. to be. She got him first class. She got him in them little cubicles that you see on Instagram yeah. where they can lay back and lay down. Yeah. Yeah. He caught a couple of shots, a couple of meals. Living his uh-huh. best life. Uh-huh. She was really treating this nigga. No shame. no shame. And Tommy was probably like, period. <laughs> like, what is he? He's going to turn oh, yeah. it down? Absolutely no. not. This is how he sees his life being. Exactly. So he's loving it. 
and it, and it wouldn't be too long before Sheila found out about Tommy being there. So the mother and daughter arrived in Bali on August 2nd, 2014, but Tommy didn't arrive until midnight on August 12th. That's her mother's birthday. And within hours of his arrival, Sheila Von Wise would be dead. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Now, the account of what happened next has changed many times. The main belief is that Heather went missing in the middle of the night. She was, like, out of her room. Her mother didn't know where she was. This is, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. So she wakes up, goes downstairs to the hotel desk, and asks them if they'd seen her daughter. That's when she finds out that there's two cards, I'm sorry, two rooms booked under her card at the hotel. She sees the name on the room. It's under Tommy's fucking name. So she has him call up to the room and says, Heather, get your black ass down here because we have a problem. Heather comes down. They get into an argument in the lobby, and then they head back upstairs. That this was is the worst thing she could have did. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, Sheila is never seen alive again wow. after that. Mm-hmm. So they go back to their room. Tommy went back to his. Surveillance footage would later show Tommy with some type of object hidden under his shirt. And he goes from his floor, which is floor three, to Sheila and Heather's room, which is the sixth floor. The next thing that the cameras would catch would be Heather and Tommy wheeling a suitcase wrapped in a white hotel sheet out of the room. So there are some pictures that show the white sheet sticking out of the suitcase. Some actually show that there was a sheet wrapped around it, but I just wanted to include both details so you guys have everything to work with. Thank you. You're welcome. The couple then went downstairs, called a cab, and put the suitcase in the back of the trunk. In the back of the trunk of the cab. Yes. Wow. Bold. Super bold. I read reports that the couple told the cab driver they would be right back, but never came back. And when the cab driver went to remove the suitcase, he saw what looked like blood. But I also saw that um, when they went down to the cab, the cab driver tried to help them put the bag in the trunk, but they insisted on doing it by themselves. And it was weird to him because he was like, people don't usually do that. You know, they come here to have someone do everything else for them. So it really stuck out to him. And then when he saw what looked like blood on the suitcase, he was like, no, I'm not going to take this fare. Starts arguing with them. They just run away, bitch. Leave the suitcase behind. So the cab driver takes it out of his cab, contacts hotel authorities. They contact the police. The police come. They open the suitcase. And that's when they find Sheila's body. My God. Yeah. Sheila's body was found inside of the suitcase, bent all up. She had been beaten brutally to the face. Her injuries were mostly to her head and face, and her actual cause of death was suffocation because one of the blows to her face caused her nasal bone to fracture and obstructed her airway, and so she just couldn't breathe and suffocated. She beat her mama to death, or at least watched. Right. At the very least, she allowed it to happen. No, not just allow. She asked to come up there because he went up there with something in his. He knew what was good. She opened the door. Right. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. And Sheila was 62 at the time of her death. So rest in peace to Sheila. Sheila, girl. Yeah. That is the worst way to go out by someone that you brought into this world. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Sheila. So we know after the murder that Heather and Tommy attempted to get rid of Sheila's body by putting it in the back of the cab and just essentially walking away like dodo birds. Clearly this was a crime of passion. 
and no thought was put into it other than the twelve thousand dollars the old girl spent to get Tommy over there. Well, we're gonna get to it. Mm-hmm. Heather and Tommy also gathered the rest of the bloody linens from the room and disposed of them in the closet of a fire extinguisher in the hotel hallway. So just sloppy as hell. They didn't think any of this through. It's giving super lazy Mm -hmm. murder. The police police will learn of Sheila's identity and learn that she'd come to the resort with her daughter. So they started a search for Heather. Luckily, Luckily, like I already said, Heather and Tommy are very dumb and went to another nearby hotel that was like five miles away checked in under their real name <laughs> and used Sheila's stolen credit Of course they did. What money did she have? None. None. And you would think she could at least have her own credit card or way of financing her life, but maybe Sheila was like, bitch, you keep stealing from me. What's the point? Maybe she really was just that dependent on her mom and her dumb self thought her mom was the victim when in fact her mom was giving her everything and she didn't know how to live without her. Yeah she, yeah, she just didn't want her mother to tell her what, what to, do. to do. Like, she wanted to live her own life. She felt like she was entitled to the money that her dad had left her. Because, I will talk about it a little bit later, she thought her dad left her, like, millions and millions of dollars. And maybe he did, but by the time she would actually have access to the money, it was down to, like, $1.5 million. So, Sheila must have been spending, 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 and that's maybe what pissed Heather off as well. Like, bitch, this is supposed my to be money. my money. Yep. Yep. Could be, Kayla. Yep. So, the couple was easily found at the new hotel, and they were arrested around 3 a.m. the next morning. Period. Right. Thought you was getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> you thought you wrong. Weren't. You weren't. When the couple were in custody, they really didn't look concerned at all for the most part. Like, they were giggling, cuddling each other in each other's laps, bitch. Like, it was, it was a lot. What? Ooh. I know. And they were kind of act like they were either unaware of Sheila's death or honestly just completely heartless and sociopathic. So... When they were first interviewed by Indonesian police, they were separated and they had the same story. So at first they were like, oh, my God, my mom is dead. Like, I can't believe it. They're like, we know, you know, she's dead. So then their story changes to, "Okay, well, we were kidnapped by a group of men and they killed my mother. But somehow me and Tommy were able to escape. Mm. They're like, we seen you roll down the elevator with the suitcase that, that has your mother's mother body in it. In it. What's, What's it giving? Your hotel room was a mess. We're going to talk about okay. that a little bit. Your hotel, your hotel room was a mess. There was evidence everywhere. everywhere. And with the CCTV footage, I mean, come and on. And multiple eyewitnesses seeing you yes. with the suitcase. Yeah. yeah. So they just weren't buying that. And once they told them, like, you know, okay, try again. Mm-hmm. Heather's new story started with Sheila finding out that Tommy was in Bali and blowing a gasket about it. Heather said she invited Tommy into their hotel room and wanted to tell her mother a big secret that she'd been hiding. And that secret was, yes, she's pregnant. Heather girl is pregnant with Tommy's child. According to Heather, Sheila freaked out and became violent. She tried to attack Tommy, and Tommy, in an effort of self-defense, beat Sheila repeatedly over the head. That don't sound like no self-defense to me. No. And Sheila's face, when she was found, this is horrible, was unrecognizable. They couldn't even tell who the woman was, so she had obviously been beaten way past something to incapacitate her to protect someone. Like, come on. This was passionate murder. Absolutely. 
No matter, no matter what the couple said, though, Indonesian officials felt they had enough evidence to charge Tommy with first-degree murder and charging Heather as an accessory. So I read that they were charged, Heather was charged as an accessory, and then another researcher close to the case told me that she was charged with murder as well. Okay. So I think her and Tommy were facing the same charges. Either way, both of them were facing death by firing squad. Oh, so, that's how they yeah. get down in Indonesia? Yeah. I wasn't fucking around. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. While awaiting trial, Tommy received a visit from a family member, and he ended up telling them that he hit Sheila with a fruit bowl while Heather covered her mother's mouth with her hand. So initially, Heather told police that she was there while Tommy beat her mother out of self-defense, but she got so scared during the attack that she ran to the bathroom and hid there until it was over. Lies. We knew that was a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. The same relative spoke with Heather as well, and when they asked why she covered Sheila's mouth, Heather's answer was basically that Sheila had to die, because if she didn't, Tommy would have been in more trouble. If Sheila was attacking Tommy, and he hit her in a sense of, like, self-defense, Heather's saying that even with him doing that, he still would have gotten in trouble, and it wasn't an option for them to just leave Sheila alive. Murder. So you just proved that you murdered your mama. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just fully admitted it. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Heather's a liar. Not only did she lie about being involved in the murder, it started to seem like there was more to what happened that night than had already been discovered. Which means somebody needs to tell the truth. Somebody else is going to come in the picture and tell the truth. Ooh. We're going to get to it. Okay, let's take an ad break. Okay. But before we get to that information, information that wouldn't come out until the FBI got involved, let's talk about how much media attention this case was getting. So two Americans in Indonesia responsible for a murder. Mm. It was a headline for a while. Mm. Hella pictures being taken and homegirl, what's her name? Heather was loving every minute of it. She was loving it? Kristen was doing hella interviews. Girl, eating it up. But was she playing the victim or was she playing like, I did it? She was playing the victim. I did it, but I'm still the victim. Correct. It was self-defense. She didn't do anything as far as personally, so she didn't have anything to do with the murder. It was something that was completely unplanned. And yeah, that's how she was. That's what she was trying to get them to believe. I wonder what her and Tommy's dynamic was. Because if she's claiming she didn't do anything with her own hands, is she throwing him under the bus? Is he fully accepting his role in this? What is he giving? She is fully throwing him under the bus. She claims that she was afraid of Tommy. And that's the only reason why she went along with his plan. And she basically says, if he, he told me if I didn't help him put my mother's body in the suitcase then he was going to take it out on me as far as, like, you know, his anger and kill me as well. And I'm just like, doesn't even sound right, but okay, girl. Right, but you flew him out here and paid $12,000 for a person you're scared of. And her story was all over the place. She was constantly switching it up. At one point, she claimed that after her mother was killed, she held her mother for a long time because she just didn't want to let her go. And then says they put her in a suitcase and plan to bring her with them because Heather just wasn't ready to let her go. I'm just like, Heather, who's believing this? Right, like, cut the crap is what it's giving. Cut the crap. You've had your mother's number for a while and you finally 
clock that hole. And if they released all of the times that you didn't call 911 or somebody called 911 on you and your mama, mm-hmm. people would see, mm, and Tommy wasn't the mastermind. Right. It's giving Heather. It's giving Heather. Heather would end up giving birth to her daughter, Stella, before the trial ended. And they finally went on trial in 2015. Okay, so that was the truth, that she yeah. was pregnant. Yeah, the only thing she told the truth about, wow. literally. Heather will be found convicted of her murder charge and sentenced to 10 years in prison, while Tommy was found guilty and sentenced to 18 years. Wow. Yeah. I it mean, does they does not pay to be a fool. <laughs> I mean, they had Tommy dead to rights. He admitted that he killed Sheila. He just wasn't honest about the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. So they had to throw the book at him. And then Heather always said that she had nothing to do with it and was in the bathroom. So, And they couldn't show that she was actually the mastermind behind it all. At that time, yes, mm-hmm. they couldn't. Um, I also read that Heather was given a lighter sentence, possibly because Indonesian authorities didn't believe Stella should be raised without her mother. Mm. So that could have had something to do with their decision making. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they are now locked up in Indonesian prison. Correct. Ooh. It's a very famous prison as well. Um, it's considered like the K Hotel. And it's because it's housed like a lot of Western prisoners, drug dealers, mm. stuff like that. So okay. it's it's gained a name. But this wasn't a bad prison in the grand scheme of things, especially according to Heather. Heather had social media while she was in prison. She was posting a lot of videos, so she would post videos of her, like, dancing and smoking cigarettes and having a good time. And she had a lesbian lover that she found in prison. I'll show you a picture. Okay. This is them booed the fuck up. And that looks like a man. I ain't mad. Yeah, she's definitely passing. Wow, Heather's just living her best life, isn't she? In every circumstance that she's put in, she's making the best of it. I hate her, except for the best situation she could have been put in, which was her real life. Yeah, because I didn't even mention this. Heather was, like, talented in regards to acting. Mm -hmm. As you can probably tell, she's a sociopath. Mm -hmm. So she was accepted to, like, a lot of art schools to, like, pursue it and stuff like that. But she was like, no, I don't want to do it. Like, I want to live my life the way I want to. And she threw it away. Oh, Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And with her doing all of these videos and even interviews from being locked up, it doesn't seem like she's apologetic for what happened to her mother, like, at all. Kayla, she's not. She hasn't She hasn't even fully admitted what she really did. One, right. she right. was the mastermind of it all. Mm-hmm. Tommy would have had no business even being out there if it wasn't for her from jump. It's Tommy would have known she didn't like her mama if she wasn't the one spewing out the fact that she hated her mama. Exactly, and complaining constantly about it because you know she was. You and know she was. We've seen it before. People try to manipulate their partners into thinking their life is so terrible, you know, based on how someone else is treating them. The partner tries to take up for them and ends up doing something really terrible and heinous to the person Yep, their partner has been complaining about. And then half the time, it's not even true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't expect her to to say that she's sorry or that she misses her mom. Yeah. At all. So young and so deprived of emotion. And you would have thought, like, the pregnancy maybe would have opened her eyes a bit to be like, this ain't easy. No, she was milking that. She was trying to get people to feel bad for her. Yeah, she's low down. I don't like the bitch. 
So she was doing videos and stuff, like I said, and she posted like three YouTube videos essentially saying like this was her side of the story from Mm. her mouth. And she admitted that she planned to kill her mother as revenge for killing her father. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So she thought her mama killed her daddy? Yes. Oh? Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. In the video, she also claims... (laughs) What a twist. I know. In the video, she also claims that she planted text messages on Tommy's phone, claiming that she, in fact, killed her mother and told Tommy if he didn't help her get rid of the body, she was going to frame him and tell the police he did it. Which she did anyway. She basically did. And I'm like, why would you even admit this? Like, why make a YouTube video admitting this? Did she think she wasn't going to get in trouble because she'd already been prosecuted? Yeah, because she was already tried for it. But I'm like, if it's proven that you're lying, you can face charges for perjury and be sentenced for that, you know? After the case is done? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she didn't know it and I didn't either. She's just an idiot. I'm not. No, you're not. (laughs) She She even said, quote, I don't regret killing my mother. I regret bringing Tommy into it. I regret trapping an innocent person into this. I killed her and told Tommy if he did not help me clean the room and get rid of the body, I would tell police he did it. So he helped me clean it. He is innocent. I am not. I love you, Tommy. This is just the worst Bonnie and Clyde case I've ever listened to in my life. Tommy's locked up. Okay? (laughs) You got Tommy 18 years. There's nothing you can do about it at this point. Your baby daddy is locked up because of you. Mm -hmm. And he's not trying to hear your, oh. I love you, Tommy, after you just talked all this hot rotisserie during the trial, talking about how you were afraid of him and how dangerous he was. You went on interview after interview blaming this black man Mm -hmm. as the aggressor, as the one who did it all, when it was you. Especially, none of this would have happened if she didn't put the plan in motion, for sure. Even if she didn't land a lethal blow, she still was responsible. And Tommy was, I feel like, so attracted to the lifestyle and what was promised to him and we're going to talk about that in a little bit Mm -hmm. there's so much we have to talk about still but tommy wasn't feeling any of the shit that homegirl was spewing at this point bitch you're a flip-flopping ass hoe Mm -hmm. in 2016 he called her an evil girl who manipulates everything Mm -hmm. and accused her of profiting financially as much as she can off of the murder oh facts that sounds like her (laughs) tommy he knows heather like heather is a terrible person he was terrible with her it was just to his advantage because she wasn't terrible to him right and like he's like he was the victim of being manipulated by her Mm -hmm. people don't understand like that yeah that sounds like a cop-out because you have a brain but at the same time look at her yeah she had poom poom she could have used she had her words her looks money money everything he wanted yeah. Look at him crying. And she's, she doesn't care. She's, in this picture, she literally looks like she's looking at him like, get your shit together. Why are you fucking crying? That's exactly what she looks like. Heather wouldn't even spend her 10-year sentence behind bars. In late October of 2021, Indonesian officials reduced her sentence, and she was basically going to be a free woman after that. Only 10 years, one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the states would have ever gave her that. 10 shit. years for killing her mama? I don't think so either. No, I think it would have been a little bit more than that. I think the CCTV footage would have really made them feel like we can charge her with at least second degree facts. And then 
with that, that's like a min- minimum of 15 years. So. Yeah. And then like the way they could spin it to show that she's a mastermind, those lawyers would have ate it up in the mm-hmm. courts. Jory would have been like, mm, she can be cute and, and whatever, but she's an evil. Look at her rap sheet. Harlot. Against yes. her mama. Yeah. So like I said, she was going to be a free woman at this time. Mm. Just fucking kidding, because the FBI wanted to take a turn at Heather Mack. Oh, yeah. So it was on July 26, 2017, so she was still serving her sentence for in Indonesia for the murder, that the FBI decided to charge her with conspiracy to murder charges. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... How can they do that? Okay. So what I'm thinking is, I don't know if double jeopardy extends to other countries, government systems. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you are charged for something there and then charged for something here. But what really helps them with the conspiracy to murder charge is because they found so much more evidence to show that a crime was committed here in in the U.S. in regards to the murder. And we're about to get into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So since Heather had no lawful authority to stay in Indonesia, because y'all, when Heather got out, she was talking to people, news reporters saying, yeah, I'm just going to stay in Indonesia, Bali, you know, live my best life, try to start over with my daughter. Because at that point, um, her daughter was only with her in the actual prison mm-hmm. until she was two years old. And after that, a family took her that was like a local family. So Heather was still able to see Stella while she was locked up. So when she realized that she had to go back to the States because she didn't have a right to be Be there in Indonesia, as soon as she got off the plane, she flew into Chicago, O'Hare, she was arrested. And she was shocked. Like, she had no idea that this was about to happen. There was hella news reporters out there. Even Tommy's mom was out there fussing at her, mad at what she did to her son, all this type of stuff. Kayla, her son is spending 18 years in a foreign prison because of this chick. Because of his own decision to follow this chick. Yes, but also this chick. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, her, she probably thought, I know how stupid my son is. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's probably basically piece of her fault as well because that's her son, but at the same time, you can't even do that. Because he's grown. Right. And, like, he's 21, so you would think that he has a little bit more life experience or just, like, you know, maturity in a situation to not do this. But, like I said, I think he had multiple motives. He wanted to please Heather because Mm -hmm. she was dangling this luxurious lifestyle, this money, all this stuff over his head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, this is probably going to be a quicker way out for me than waiting for rap to take Take off. off. My rap Mm -hmm. to take off. Yeah. Well, you thought wrong, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Very wrong. So the FBI had been communicating with Indonesian officials regarding the investigation into Sheila's death, but they were also doing some investigating of their own. In late December of 2014, so this is the same year that Sheila was murdered, maybe like four months later, they interviewed a man named Ryan Bibbs, and he is a cousin to Tommy Schaefer. So when they interviewed him initially, Bibbs was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know anything about Sheila's murder or anything. Lies. <laughs> he was presented with evidence that shows, like, you have been chit-chatting and, you know, chopping it up with your cousin. So, like, give us the real tea. Then he tried to say, oh, somebody stole my phone and was using it. At this point, let's wrap it up. I know you be trying to hold out. Save us some time. Yeah, just just shut up and put up. 
So when he decided to officially tell the truth, it came out that according to phone records, social media messages, all of that, Heather and Tommy had been planning to kill Sheila for at least six months before the murder. My God. Oh, yeah. This was a full-blown plan. They were putting it in motion. In February of 2014, Heather asked Tommy to find someone to kill her mother, and in return, she would pay this person $50,000. So, naturally, Tommy asked his cousin, Bibbs. Mm. Bibbs didn't agree to it, but did give Heather some advice about how to kill her mother. And what will Bibbs know? I don't even know why the fuck they asked this man. Maybe he was older. I think Mm -hmm. he was older than them, so they just took his word. But he said things like, Heather asked me, so this is what he told the FBI agents. Quote, Heather asked me for my advice, so I told her, like, if you would ever do something to kill the victim, don't get your hands dirty. Don't, like, grab a gun and shoot your mom. Don't do something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Do something that if she has to transition to a new life, it won't be a problem. End quote. Like, who do you think you are? You be watching Hitman 47 and you think you're hot shit? Like, I just I just feel like, did you give Tommy the same type of advice? Because clearly Heather took it because mm-hmm. Heather was, I'm going to make sure I'm good, period. <laughs> but then your dumb thing. self threw your cousin under the bus with this girl. Like, you didn't give him no advice to be like, don't let her use you. Don't do this. Money, girl, money. They're young and dumb, broke as hell, useless. Not really. But not doing anything with their lives, as you can see. Mm-hmm. So a quick payday, I mean, I can go on the street right now and find five people that would probably be like, yeah, I'll I know, die with but that. if Bibbs had the wherewithal to say no, mm-hmm. I just wish he had, like, maybe he did have a conversation with Tommy and it didn't take. Maybe he didn't even take them seriously, honestly, but even to entertain it, put Bibbs in a really bad situation that I'm sure he's regretting right mm-hmm. this minute. Okay, so what happened? Okay. On July 25th, so a couple weeks before Sheila was murdered, Tommy was texting Bibbs about how excited he was about the money he was going to get after Sheila died. Tommy texted in parts, quote, She really trying to knock her mom off. We on in a month. I'm too geeked. When I say pack your bags, it's for real this time. I'm telling you, you can start celebrating. Oh my gosh. Don't give a fuck that someone's life is about to be lost. At all. Just about the money. Wow, this is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. So that was essentially the extent of Bibbs' involvement. It was just all messages and texts and stuff. He didn't physically do anything. But they still charged his ass with aiding and abetting the murder conspiracy. And he was sentenced to serve nine years in prison Damn. for it. Yeah. Nine years for some text messages? Yeah, he made a deal with them. So if he took it to trial, he would have got more time. But he agreed to work with the prosecution and the investigation. So y'all know what that means. You can't even kid around your text messages about knocking somebody off, playing. Don't play because you could get locked up. And now I'm thinking, well, Tommy, I'm not so sad about you. You're not this little, you know, big doe-eyed guy who had a dream and he just fell yeah. in with the wrong girl. No, yeah. he was yeah. looking. It was almost like he was like, anything that I can do to get an edge, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And Tommy was ready to do it. So, Tommy, you deserve those 18 years. Yeah, throughout this case, part of me was like, eh, Tommy was a weak link, and she took advantage of it. And then another part of me is like, you know, well, he knew that he was going to benefit greatly from right. the situation, and he didn't care about the consequence of it. So he's just as culpable 
weak my ass you can two things can be true you can be weak and still be taking advantage of a situation and that's exactly what he did and that's a fact and on the day heather and her mother traveled to bali tommy texted heather heather that he quote can't wait to be rich i'm like thinking of lavish lifestyles and nothing rules the world like money Kayla. So yeah, Tommy's a hitman who happens to just get some pom pom. Because it seems like Tommy's not in love. Tommy's not like, oh, let's go fly away together and spend this money together. Tommy's like, I'm in it to get it how I live. And who knows what other messages were shared between the two. You know how kids can be. Yeah. That young love and all that stuff. So maybe there was love involved, but like I said, I think they were definitely using both for their own using each other game. for their own. Yeah, yeah. For their own benefits for sure. You can tell. And then the messages they saw that Heather was encouraging him, like his belief that he was going to have a life changing event happen to him after the murder of Sheila. She texted him on August tenth which is two days before he even got there, that he, quote, just gained $11 million, end quote. That's how you know she really felt like her dad's estate, plus probably her mom's insurance payout, life insurance payout, would have really put her over the top for that amount of money. It's like, bitch, your mother was murdered and you killed her. You're a suspect. You're not getting any of the money. You put her in a suitcase and you ran off. You were the one who did it. Did you think they, how was that going to go? Y'all have been playing this for six months, and you couldn't do a little bit better than that? Pathetic. Shows the level of maturity, shows the level of um, just awareness. Yes, they had none. De- completely detached. And to think that she's 19 years old at this time and only has to wait until she's 21 to access the money that her dad left her. I'm just like, bitch, you couldn't wait. But I guess Sheila was running through it. And the money that James won from the settlement with the cruise company in mm-hmm. 2001. Mm-hmm. I think he didn't win it until like 2010. Wow. Right. So, and it was $500,000. And apparently Sheila was using that to like pay for their bills and their mm-hmm. daily bread and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. So they had an expensive lifestyle. And Sheila was paying it. And Sheila was keeping up with the, the Joneses. Joneses. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why does Heather think Sheila killed her daddy? Where did he get you? Oh. Mm-hmm. Investigators even had text messages between Heather and Tommy from minutes before Sheila was killed. And they went a little like this. Heather said, wait till it's a heavy snore. Literally can't wait. I'm so scared not to do it. Tommy goes, don't rush. Can't we suffocate her together? Put your hand over her mouth? Let me just creep up and whack her. Once I do it, she was dr- once I do it, she was drunk and slipped and fell. So they're trying to like come, come up, up with, with an story. idea mm-hmm. of how they could get away with it. Heather said, "Okay, just knock her out." Then Tommy goes, "Get her weak. I promise you, Heather, relax. You're Bonnie. Do it." So he referred to her, you Bonnie. know, Bonnie Why? and Clyde, children. Heather says, "I need you in here too." Then Tommy says, can you whack her in the head with a big-ass pole? Whatever got nothing to lose right now. You don't have nothing to lose but your life. But, but everything. Who cares about that? Who cares? I'm in Indonesia. I'm about to kill a lady. Right. Did they even think, like, we could get locked up over here? I don't think they even had that thought, Kayla. Uh, I don't even know what they were thinking. Because when they were talking with Bibbs, Bibbs was always suggesting, like, try to make it look like an accident. Mm-hmm. You know, try to keep it the least amount of messy as you mm-hmm. can. Heather goes on to say, I need your help. Just put your hand over her and I could grab her body. 
Tommy goes, fuck, must knock her out. I'm finding something right now. I'll do it. Mm. And then Heather goes, okay. And he then sent a picture of the fruit bowl that was used to kill <laughs> Sheila. And was like, is this a good idea? This is a good weapon? And then that's when he heads down to the room. They have no understanding of the case that they are building against themselves. I don't even think they give a shit. They don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they have the thoughts of, oh, we could get caught. Right. I don't think that happened at all. And I'm like, also, you're killing a white woman with high connections politically in the U.S. What the F are you thinking? They don't care. That's her mama. She's dealt with her all her life. She's like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think about how the U.S. could be back up her ass for this, which is exactly where they were. Wow. So after she got arrested at the Chicago airport, she was in a jail for a year. And then she petitioned to be released. She claimed she wanted to be out to see her daughter, you know, live a regular life, all this shit that is not going to happen for a while. Think you can? Privilege. Privilege, narcissist personality disorder mm. sociopath mm-hmm. probably all three a concoction mm-hmm. the release request was denied because mm-hmm. fuck her she's a flight risk clearly mm-hmm. and her trial is scheduled to start in july of 2023 here oh my gosh yes tommy is still serving his sentence in indonesia and I heard that he was up for probation. I don't know. I'm not going to guess how long he was in there when he was up for probation, but he declined it and said he wants to serve his full sentence to, like, really learn his lesson, like, serve his time for what he did. Wow. So, unheard of. I was going to say, I wonder who gave him that advice, or maybe that was his own doing. Maybe he was like, well, if I get out early and I go back home, mm-hmm. they're going to just lock my ass right back up. And I think that's kind of what still may happen to him. It just depends because 18 years is a lot more than 10 Yeah. in the sense of like, okay, he's actually going to be doing the time. And 18 years, people have gotten 18 years for killing, you know, murder. Mm -hmm. First degree murder, not so sure. But with the Heather situation, she only got 10 years. And then with all of this premeditated evidence as far as, hey, we were planning this. So they were like, you know, we have to recharge her. Kayla, they had so much evidence on their end. Mm-hmm. And that's Tommy, too. Mm-hmm. So Tommy, if Tommy's smart, he will get with FBI now, officials. Now, make a deal. Make a deal. Mm-hmm. Testify against Heather. Mm-hmm. Tell them again how he told his family member that Heather put her hand over her mother's mouth mm-hmm. because that will go a long fucking way with proving that she was fully involved with the murder. Yeah. And she could be facing, what, 15 more years, maybe? If they even take into account, well, conspiracy to murder, that's a different charge. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. 15 more. Yeah. Too much, too much. In an interview in 2019 with an Australian reporter, Heather was pretty eager to talk, like we know, because she has nothing the fuck else to do. Right, she hasn't learned her lesson at all. At all. And she said, quote, this is probably the best prison in the world. Over there, meaning the U.S., anyone with a criminal conviction, they treat like a monster. I know because I was in juvie when I was 16 after I got in a fight with my mother. It wasn't even a real prison, but it was so much worse than here. It was so violent. The guards were violent, too, because society in America is violent. Bitch, you went to Indonesia and committed a violent act. 
the most violent of all violent acts. And you want to talk about violence, America being violent, bitch, you and the prove is, that the thing is right. She proved it because she's American and she's probably right. You know, mm-hmm. our prisons over here are nothing to play with. That's why she was kicking it in the K hotel of Indonesia. Right. But at the end of the day, this is what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be over here. Getting it how you live, putting your hands up because you killed your mom and you beat her to death or at least watched her, watched literally watched her die. And I think I forgot to mention that Sheila had defensive wounds on her arms and her hands. So it shows that she tried to fight off her attacker. Heather could have stopped this, had a chance to stop it, save her mother's life. They both could have said, came up with the story whatever because sheila was trying to protect heather so much throughout her life for all the shit that heather did to her she was still protecting her i feel like heather could have had it out but that wasn't the goal heather wanted her mother out of the picture period period and to this day even when she got out i think heather would do the same thing over again good catch because i definitely think the same thing so Heather would go on to explain that her mother in this 2019 interview that her mother was an alcoholic a drug addict racist and extremely abusive to her Mm, i believe the racist part (laughs) black husband or not right we're going to talk about that right now so she said her mother burned her with cigarettes stabbed her with her nails set her hair on fire once and would chase her around the house with a knife when asked why she never reported this information because there was nothing like this in any of the 86 police reports Mm -hmm. or calls that they had to the house family members never even heard about this happening so they were like, where the, where the hell does this come from and why you ain't said nothing before? And she basically said she didn't want to go to foster care because she knew that she would, you know, lose her mother. Yeah, and, and the money and all the good stuff. Yes, exactly. When asked why she killed her mother, this is what she said, quote, You know, people say I killed my mother for her money. That's untrue. The only thing my mother ever did for me was give me money. If I wanted her money, I didn't need to kill her. I still think she has something to do with my father's death. They said it was a lung clot, but what made me suspicious is that my dad was sick with cancer at the time and didn't want to go to Greece, to Greece on vacation. For months, I had been taking care of him, taking him to the bathroom when he needed. While mom was out at lunches, she was a busy socialite. I will never forget what my father told me the day he died. Quote, forgive your mother for what she did today. End quote. Very dramatic. Very suspicious very much suspicious possibly true possibly the 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 apple may not far fall far from the tree when it comes Mm -hmm. to sheila Mm -hmm. you know sheila's had money all her life she's respectable she's in high places she's in america you know she got a little dirt Mm -hmm. or she can she has the capability to do it but that doesn't take away that girl you killed your mama right someone that was like really trying to keep you out of prison out of the system but she couldn't handle you that's why she was calling the police if she wanted you in jail trust she could put as you a white woman right. in chicago right she could do so but i think it's hard to speculate about the dead because we don't know what their life was and stand up i'm not gonna sit here and say that sheila deserved this because of her possibly being racist or you know, her possibly being responsible in some way for James's death. I'm not going to say I that. I don't think anyone deserves to be murdered, to be killed, 
if you, I don't think I would say that anybody deserves to be murdered. Mm-hmm. Period. And like I said, we're dealing with Heather, a fucking habitual liar. Mm-hmm. Like, there, who's An to actress, say? We don't know what she's. Who's really... to say what she's saying is has any truth? That's to a it. fact. It was uncovered through Sheila's emails that Sheila knew two weeks before the Bali trip that Heather was pregnant. So remember how Heather was like, "Oh, yeah. you just wanted to tell my mom to be pregnant." This is bull. Heather had already told her mother she was pregnant. Sheila had already talked to some of her friends about Heather being pregnant, and she was, like, not happy about it. When the interviewer asked Heather why she lied about that, Heather said, quote, What really happened is she convinced me to have an abortion in Chicago, and I had agreed. But when she broached the subject again in Bali, I changed my mind. We had a huge fight about it, and that's when Tommy came into room. They were both drunk. They'd each drunk a bottle of champagne. All this shit that nev- she never fucking said, never came up, now in 2019, she's saying is Bible. So my mother was using the N-word, and Tommy was saying, but your husband was black. And she said it didn't matter because he was rich. She said I was black enough and that if I had a baby with Tommy, it would be even blacker. That's what upset my mother so much about Tommy. It was his color. This is what she says. Then the interviewer asked her if that's when they decided to kill her. And she said, quote, no, I mean, sure, we had planned it. I was the one who said it first. I planned it all in Chicago. But when it happened at the hotel, it wasn't like that. There were huge knives in the kitchen for cutting up pineapples. If we had planned to kill her then, we would have gone for the knives. It just happened in the heat of the moment. He beat her to death with a fruit bowl that was in his hand. Hmm. Just talking like she's doesn't know this person yep. she's reporting a it's news done, story been done that's it no emotional attachment to it and her vid- interview was all over the place she's a liar can't keep shit straight and i hope her trial doesn't end well for her in july i mean she's been on a stage for the past what decade and she's been loving it almost yeah getting all this attention and tommy has completely flipped the script he is still as you know in indonesia serving his time he is a born-again christian now he's helped over 50 inmates at the prison get baptized he said quote i work for the church and i try to baptize other people with the holy spirit letting people know that god is always watching and everything is under control i have become a better person in here because of how forgiving the indonesians are so both of them seem to be having a good experience. I was saying, what is the it prison? that the Indonesian prisons have that we don't? I don't know. He said they don't judge you for the mistakes you've made because they understand every person here is going through a process of cleansing. When asked about Heather, he said, quote, Heather is a black hole. I am guilty of murder and that is why I am here. I did it along with Heather, but my reasons for killing Sheila were different to hers. Mm-hmm. Well, they were. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, this is what he said. She had an objective, and I was emotionally tagging along. I don't want to sound like a crybaby or bitch that I am not a man, but I was emotionally tricked. My life was great until my girlfriend Rachel died in a tragic accident on April 17, 2014. I already knew Heather as a friend, but only got with her about two months after Rachel died because of how vulnerable I was, end quote. So y'all have been planning this murder since February? Okay, I read that y'all were shacking. Yeah. Shucking and jiving, however you want to say it, bumping them when y'all first met. Right. If you have been with this girl for as long as you were, you was cheating. And then to be like, you emotionally tricked. You had your own motives. Tommy, you knew what mm-hmm. you wanted to become. 
you just didn't want to wait to get there. So you right. took a shortcut, which was Heather. So if that was your emotions being tricked, it was coming from the bottom of your soul, my yeah. friend. I think there's a bit of him that's still not taking fully taking responsibility mm -hmm. for his fucked up decision making in regards to this. Because yeah. money was definitely a motivator for him. Yeah. He didn't like Heather at this time. Obviously, he wasn't fucking with her. But he did say that he knew that Sheila was an alcoholic and that he'd even witnessed her verbally abusing Heather and then drag her around by her hair, which is something he claimed Sheila was doing the night of the murder. He said, quote, The fight was already going on when I walked into the room. I was just standing there listening to all the yelling and name-calling, and it all became too much for me, so I started to think about justice. I made a terrible decision thinking if I killed Sheila, it would help the situation. I was just trying to do what was right, to set things right, but I know now that isn't our job. That is God's job only. And he was crying throughout the whole interview, Kristen, a blubbering mess. The interviewer said he was like, you know, doing the <laughs> type of crying. It was just a lot. Oh, Yeah. And then one more thing, he said that he was really concerned for their child and he didn't even want their child to be around Heather. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, I can't overstate how much danger she is in. She spent her first two years in prison. She doesn't even know who she is, probably thinks she's Indonesian. She doesn't even know her real family in the States. He said, I'm not focused on applying for parole. I am focused on bettering myself. Yes, it would be nice to be free, but I got work to do in here. Mm. As long as I'm doing the Lord's work in here and I'm alive, everything is a plus. I do believe I am paying back my debt by the way I live here, end quote. Wow. Okay, Tommy. And the only reason I have hope for your reformation mm -hmm. is because you're in another jail. Because apparently America's jails, you're not getting reformed here. It's um, not giving rehabilitation. It'll be by the grace of God that you get rehabilitated over here. So yes. I hope Indonesia can do what for you what we cannot do for you yeah yeah he said when i get to the states i hope they will give me another chance but if not if the government or sheila's family believes i still have not paid for what i have done i will accept any punishment they give me i will not fight them wow so he's really laying down yeah. and like you and know bearing his cross for sure which is the noblest thing to do yeah even if he's bullshitting he doesn't really genuinely mean that he feels bad for this it's better than anything Heather's trying to do. Heather's not even trying to fucking look like she's Kayla, Heather, been rehabilitated. She's still on her stage. Baby Girl has not come out of character. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Wow. Sad. Well, that's our case, y'all. We're going to keep you guys posted because the trial is this, what, this summer? Yeah. And I'm honestly, I'm hoping for another verdict in favor of sending Heather back to prison because there's no way she deserves to be out at 26 living her best life i just don't think she's learned her lesson yet no and i still think there's penance that needs to be paid absolutely so let us know what you guys think if you guys really think sheila was racist it's possible okay if you guys think that tommy was just emotionally tricked into being involved or if you guys think he had some other motives like we do let us know you know where to go and before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case frame. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.